Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. I'm Bruce Johnson, joined of course by my brother Jacob Johnson. <clears throat> that beginning part should go in. It should, because it was nonsensical. <laughs> even even without even with context, that made no sense. So that should totally. I have no totally idea. Go in there. Yeah, I don't even. Um, you are listening to Literature Wednesday. I feel like a radio announcer. You are listening to a special episode where we. <laughs> uh, but if you're new to the show, I could see we, that. Yes, it's. I, I don't know what's happening to me. I'm devolving into the 30s <laughs> or something. I don't know what. I don't know. Well, in a radio sense, history. we kind of are that. <clears throat> not the 30s. I'm not we? saying we're in the 30s. Uh, I'm just saying we're kind of radio. Not really, but kind of, but not really. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Let's hope we don't lose all following because people are like, oh, shoot. I didn't want to listen to prehistoric radio. radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here for prehistoric radio. I I wanted to listen to (laughs) Narnia. (laughs) What happened? Is my phone broken? Um, Let's be honest, you're not here for Narnia. I don't know why you're here. (laughs) Uh, We don't know why we're here. Why are you here? (laughs) Why? I love it. This is Literature Wednesday, where we read a book on the show, not every week, although that would be quite something. Um, we would have no free time. We we don't have free time as it is, so I don't know how that would happen. Um, but we read a book on the show every month, or at least try to. And uh, this month, we've been reading through the Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian. Yes, that's right. I always do this upside down, but I didn't. I didn't this time. There it is. Prince Caspian, book four. Last four months, we've been going through that. So, you know, get caught up if you haven't. Uh, If not, you know, I've noticed maybe some people are getting discouraged at the beginning of our episodes because they're like, oh, dang it. There was homework. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes, there was. But, you know, if, if you don't mind things getting spoiled for you, then then I guess it's okay. And you don't necessarily have to do the homework. It's like when your teacher is like, okay, look, homeschool, the, the, the homework is not necessarily required unless you actually want to graduate this class, in which case, no, <laughs> it's not exactly that. But uh, do you, you want to graduate the, from this episode? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to graduate or not? Do your homework. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we read the uh, next three chapters in the book, which would be chapters – that's the sound of me flipping in the book because I didn't write this down. Chapters 8, 9, and 10. So, you know, hopefully you're caught up with that. And uh, if not, it's okay. Just, you know, let us know. If not, uh, you can let us know by sending us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com, and just be like, hey, um, I, I, I didn't read the chapters that I was supposed to, but I still want to listen anyways, and I liked your content. We'd love to get some of those emails. We'd love to get any of those emails or any emails ten at points, all. It's by a, the way, a little bit of a ten lonely deduction. Yes. <laughs> ten, 10 point deduction. That's right. Um, so yes, clear out the, the, the cobwebs of our inbox so that I have an excuse to go in and clear out the cobwebs of our inbox on my end. That would just be so nice. Um, so anyways, that's going to be fun. We've got a lot to chat about. And uh, we hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get into all that, though, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is actually going to be Jake, at least today, because today is Wednesday. So I'm going to pass <laughs> it to Jake to talk about that. <laughs> Go ahead. Very interesting way of uh, putting that. 
It wasn't uh, but, a segue yeah. because I accidentally <laughs> forgot I was supposed to be segueing. <laughs> Dude, you'd think after 235 times of doing this, I would get, but no. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Well, technically, well, yes. Okay. <laughs> Our verse this week. <laughs> Moving on. Our verse this week is Galatians <laughs> 6, 7 through 8. And it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. Uh, so I wanted to, while Bruce was going over the last little bit of this, the uh, second portion of this, talking about sowing and reaping uh, causality, I wanted to talk about the beginning. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Uh, that. God can't be mocked. God, um, and I wanted to go to this other verse, and I will quickly quickly bring that up. Uh, but Romans 3, 4 says, God forbid, yea, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that thou mightest be justified in the sayings, and the mightest overcome when thou art judged. So, the only portion, I, I've read the entire thing, but the only portion you really need to understand there is let God be true, but every man a liar. That's Not that the whole verse doesn't matter, but for our current context. Right, right. The thing that we're <laughs> focusing on right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the other words in that verse, I don't know why they were written there. I just... <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. It's not what right. we're saying. <laughs> and <laughs> to be clear, I would even... I would even go into um, talking about Psalms 2, um, saying that God laughs. This is, I would, I would consider this part of the same sort of thing. God showing, showing that he's above everyone else. God is not mocked. God is true and everyone else, everyone else a liar. Um, so Amen. this fact that he can't be mocked, he will not be mocked. Um, for we saw what happened when people did mock him, uh, as we saw Israel fell when they did that. So yeah, when God is mocked, nations fall. So, well, wow. in a sense, God can't be mocked. So when people try and mock him, but, um, hopefully yeah. that's, Dude, that's good enough. That was but. superb, man. Love it. Great stuff as usual. Um, and uh, yeah, so today's chapters will be, uh, like I said before, chapters 8, 9, and 10. And Jake actually is going to pull in, I think, some correlations to our verse of the week a little bit later on. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Constantly be listening to be like, was that it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, so I'll read off these chapters. And because uh, that's what I do. It's customary at this point. If I don't do it, bad things happen, I think. So chapter 8 is how they left the island. Chapter 9 is what Lucy saw. Chapter 10 is the return of the lion. And I think I was talking to Jake about this in the pre-show. We were discussing um, an interesting thing. I've kind of touched on this in the past. And I don't want to sound like a broken record. It's not what these episodes are supposed to be. They're supposed to be our commentaries, some of the things we thought were the most interesting that we pulled out of this. Um, so as a reminder, if someone were to ask us, hey, what did you what did you guys think of, of this of these chapters? This is us answering that question <laughs> in our own in our own lopsided way. Um, 
But the the interesting thing about these books, and uh, by the way, I've been reading through this. Oh, and it's right here. I love that I have my bookcase back. It's so not after three months of not having a bookcase, I can reach behind me and the book I'm looking for. It's right. This is sorry. They're not new. I just love bookcases. Um, there's a book called Deeper Heaven by Christina Hale, um, which is a really cool book. And I just got this a week ago, two weeks ago, and I'm a couple chapters in. It's absolutely tremendous. It's meant to walk through and like provide much deeper. I mean, look how thick this is. Much significantly deeper commentary on the Ransom Trilogy. Some people call it the Space Trilogy. There's a reason why we don't call it that. It's in this book. You'll have to read this book to find out why. Um, it's a good book. But one of the things that is touched on here is the concept that a lot of scholars now are, uh, Lewis scholars are um, postulating, if you will, the concept that um, uh, each book in the Chronicles of Narnia series represents a planet. And as I think a lot of you know, there's this whole medieval cosmology um, system where each of the planets has personality and that impacts things on Earth. And then it's there's a lot more. I'm like not doing this justice at all, barely scratching the surface. There's so much more. So grab the book and, and check it out yourself. Um, but the the idea there is that each book kind of has its own personality, which I think is given that we've read four of these now or we're reading through the fourth, we can pretty easily comment on that. Um, and so we've talked about how there's the first book has this theme of like singing creation into existence. And there's the first joke. There's this, this pure sort of magic where literally anything that falls in the soil plants and becomes this, this tree, right? Metal trees and all this. Mm -hmm. There's the idea of evil first being introduced to this pure world. And then there's the hope of redemption scene, right? There's this really interesting theme. And I think one of the core themes from that book is just this jovial, singing of a world into existence out of all the mystery out of all the what the heck is happening crazy worlds jumping into puddles back and forth evil witches there's song there's music there's beauty um so that was really cool book two as i was talking to jake about is this redemption right you talk about how there's there's sadness there's coldness it's dark things are not well in narnia things people are animals are creatures are hiding it's it's there's betrayal there's treachery there's all these things happening and then and then there's little slivers there's darkness starting to fade away into light there's melting of the snow there's happiness beginning to creep in and then all of a sudden the biggest amount of despair you could imagine but after that is this huge turn into pure victory victory in the most ridiculous of ways right um so that's that's book two. Book three we were talking about is like this strange world. It's weird. Everything's new. Everything's strange. There's different cultures and different people. And they look at Narnia in a strange way that we never thought of before. What do you mean they're barbarians? How could you say that? Do you even know them? Um, and looking from the outside in and and there's war and there's treachery and there's all these things happening. It's just a little like, huh weird it's a little they're strange lots of new ideas being shared around right and then finally this book and again this is what i'm getting from it maybe jake has totally different ideas and themes that he would draw from it but i would some i would kind of sum up the third book as uh the unrighteous in hmm. a sense okay or the like correlation the between the, the unrighteous or? and the righteous okay yeah yeah it's a great way of summing it up yeah 
I'm not doing a great job like summarizing. This is more of like a like ooh like random thoughts strung together each book. <laughs> oh well, um, you get what you get here at the Reformed Centers. Sometimes <laughs> we're in a particularly creative mood, I guess, or 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 a uh, nonchalant slash non structured mood today. We had weird uh, ideas, and we want to just get them out. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's strange. Um, but but this <laughs> this book um, this book is I would define it as reminiscent and solemn. Those were the two words I would use. And it's reminiscent because as we're going to get to, and I think it's actually which chapter is that in? It's not so the the one chapter how they left the island we're going to talk about in a second. There's like a competition that goes on, and we're going to discuss some things in that. But then what Lucy saw in chapter nine, there's some really really fascinating takeaways from that chapter. One of them is that there's this reminiscing, and this has happened through all the previous chapters too, of what Narnia used to be like. And yes, I'm projecting a little bit from our world, right? But there's this sense of when you you study what previous people and previous generations wrote and the lives they lived, or even you meet, you know, people who lived back in the fifties, back in the sixties and who lived through previous worlds, if you will, um, where things looked completely different. You've never really experienced that. We've never, I've never experienced life before the year 2000. (laughs) It's not, gas was only a couple of cents instead of dollars. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, which is mind-blowing to me, right? Um, so so these, these concepts are just like, wait, really? Like that, what? I can't even fathom that, that concept of a, a world where America is 90% Christianized. What? Like that, what? That was a thing that existed? That's, that's insane. That's awesome. But what happened? You know, so I have so many questions. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so there's... You know, this idea of reminiscing and looking back in the past and, and, and it's sad. This is the solemn part because that's not the way it is now. Right. And as we're going to talk about the trees don't dance anymore. The world isn't as Christianized as it was in this part of the world. Right. Things are bleaker now. Things are less magical in a lot of ways now. Um, and it's solemn. And it's sad because it's not over, right? The fight, especially in this book, is not over. It's happening. There's a war. There's a battle. People are waking up. But it's not the same. Even though people are waking up, it's still still sad. It's still solemn. So anyways, those are some of my ideas. What's that? That's what I would say. Change. This book is change. Like about 50 cents or... Okay, that didn't happen. Um, so, so how they left the island. Jake, you got any thoughts on this chapter before I share? I've been talking for a while. I mean, it's it's funny. This chapter is certainly funny. How the how the dwarf Trumpkin uh, underestimated the children, and in a sense, it can be boiled down to him not believing in the magic, him not believing in in Aslan, him not believing in Narnia. Him not believing that there was a chance that these old kings and queens could have come from a different world and that they were the same kings and queens from before. He may have said so. Like, Lucy did mention the fact that, wait, 
you really don't know who we are. And he's like, well, I would assume that you're you're the high kings and queens from from of old, but a whole lot of good that's going to do us. You're your children, you know, <laughs> so we didn't believe that they were, in a sense, the same kings and queens, because yeah. though the kings and queens, the high, the high king, Peter, um, King Edmund were tacticians. They fought battles. They fought wars. They won wars. They, you know, defended castles, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he never thought that these were the same people. He didn't believe them. So mm. there's a sense of that. And I, when I first read it and I, something I first wanted to talk about and I, I was kind of like, I don't know if I want to put this there because I don't, I don't think that this was the essence, right? That this was the point that we don't underestimate children. <laughs> that that was my first thought and i'm like mm, i don't care for that one but yeah. um the fact that and i like i like this other route a little bit better the fact that he doesn't believe in the old narnia he doesn't believe in the magic as it were um yeah. so yeah i think another thing on that same vein is semantics right <clears throat> the semantics of the situation are that these four seemingly children are are the kings and queens of old who mm -hmm. brought about all this glorious, well, were the tools used to bring about all this, these glorious times in Narnia and, and all these different things, flourishing and battles fought and, and all these magical things that people look back in time and are like, wow, that's cool, right? It just makes them go, wow, breathlessly, right? And these four children semantically did that. But nowadays in this chapter, they're just quote unquote children. And the semantics though of later after he's bested in this competition, it's proven that, oh, they're not just kids. They know, they know some things. Semantically, he realizes, oh, then they're my kings and queens. And though he looks older, he recognizes he's meant to follow them, which is something that's kind of been a common theme. We talked to Pastor Hansen about that at the beginning of this month. Well, Jake wasn't there, unfortunately. But um, we talked about the semantics between how Caspian is the true king of Narnia and not Miraz. But why? Miraz has all the power. Miraz took it by force. Shouldn't he be king? Mm. Well, semantically, he's not. And... You might ask, and a lot of people did in this book, and in real life they certainly do, why does that matter? Well, semantically, why does a man have to rule his house? Why can't the wife be in charge of some of the houses? Maybe there's some houses with weak-willed men, and wouldn't it be better if women ruled those houses, right? Semantically, it makes a little more sense on certain to, to make it a little more loosey-goosey, right? Why follow to those semantics that are stipulated? Well, as it turns out, it's better to have a son of Adam and a daughter of Eve on the throne. That's what we, a couple chapters back, is better, works out better for Narnia because that's the way it was created to work, right? The world was created to have a son of Adam and a daughter of Eve on the throne, ruling over it, reigning it in, all of these things. That's how it was made. And so when you try and go against reality, the way that things are made the way that things were designed to work, the way that things are structured and are supposed to function, then things aren't 
it seems like semantics, but you don't know the outcome of what happens when you go against how it's literally created to run. And I think mm -hmm. that a lot of things in this book keep pointing back to that over and over again, which is very interesting. Um, okay, so moving on to the next chapter, unless Jake, you have anything else you want to add before before we do? No, no. Cool. Okay, so last uh, or next chapter, chapter nine, what Lucy saw, this was, this was me. A couple of things happened in this chapter. Jake, did you want to touch on the one that's kind of the biggest one, which is kind of the name of the chapter after all? Or did you want me to touch on some of the other smaller things first? So I think I think what I wanted to point out uh, comes up in the in the next chapter, because while it does technically happen in this chapter, it's not explained until the next chapter, um, really the issue or the problem that arises. So I will let you go on with yours and uh, then I'll, I'll take it in the next chapter. Yeah, um, there's OK. Yeah. There, so there's this moment where uh, and this is interesting because we've been reading through four books and yet it seems like every book you learn something new about the old days right like mm. there's there's never a a okay you've heard it all like this is the extent of the magic this is kind of where it ended you get the gist right nope constantly new like oh by the way this was a facet of life back then that we haven't even talked about yet and you're four four books in you know <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was in this chapter talking about the trees, talking about how each tree had a face, had a human like structure form. looked yeah. a certain way. Yeah. Your form. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks Jake. Um, and maybe spoke in a specific way and acted, had a certain personality and you could tell that by the type of tree it was all of that. There's, there's tons and tons of description here. Um, a great longing for the old days when the trees could talk and Narnia came over her. She knew exactly how each of the trees would talk. If only she could wake them and what sort of human form it would put on. She looked at a silver birch. It would have a soft shower, showery, showery, I can say words, voice and would look like a slender girl with brown, with hair brown all about her face and fond of dancing. She looked at the oak. He would be a wizened but hardy old man with a frizzled beard and warts on his face and hands and hair growing out of the warts. All these different things, right? Um, and it was just, it was interesting to me. But add to that what we were discussing at the beginning, which was this reminiscence, right? Reminiscing and then solemn. Because as it goes on, um, there was uh, a point at which she spoke to the trees and said, wake up, like, go back to how things used to be. Like, just longing for the good old days when things were right and were done things acted the way they should. Um, and it happened sort of for a second and then it felt away. The moment did not come. The rustling died away. The nightingale resumed its song. Even in the moonlight, the wood looked more ordinary again. Yet Lucy had the feeling as you sometimes have when you are trying to remember a name or a date and almost get it, but it vanishes before you really do that. She had just missed something as if she had spoken to the trees a split second too soon or a split second too late, or used all the right words except one, or put in one word that was just wrong. Um, and again, it's, it's this longing. It's this remembering. This is how things used to be. What happened? Right? Ugh, one word off. Oh, you're, you're so close, and yet it didn't happen. Right? Um, and to me, where we are at this point in the book, that correlates directly to people who long for the old days, but don't realize how we got to the days we're in now. 
because in large part of the old days, at least the way that they lived in the old days, right? We talk all the time about how, yeah, the, the 50s and 60s were great time periods in some ways, but the 50s and 60s gave us the 70s, which gave us the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, and the day we're living in now. So the seeds that were planted, ha ha ha, going back to our verse, right, have sprung. The seeds that were sown are now being reaped. The seeds of, well, yeah, it's a good thing to be financially conservative, but maybe I'm uh, socially liberal, right? That we think we can just pick and choose what we want from the Bible to apply to our lives and things will still work fine because we've got, <clears throat> we got most of it, <clears throat> right? But we've lost the core gospel truth <clears throat> that allows everything else to work. And, and that's what actually caused the decay. So anyways, um, chapter 10. Jake, did you have anything in chapter 10? We got five minutes left before we wrap up our conversation. Anything? Return right. of the Lion. This was this big chapter. What do you got? All right. I got, I guess I got to, I got to speed talk. Uh, speed read, speed talk, all that. Do it. But, <laughs> Maybe um, I won't talk so much this episode. <laughs> chapter, chapter nine. We see Lucy, they, they all come to a gorge. They all come to this, this span, this large spans that they can't get across. Um, and so they decide, which way should we go? Should we go left or right? And right would lead them up to this one place. Left would lead them down into open land. Um, and so... Lucy, then, at that moment, saw Aslan. Saw Aslan... I forget exactly how it stated it. Either he was across, across the, gorge. the way... Yep. Yeah. Telling them to move up. To go yep. right. And everyone else wanted to go left. Be, but the thing was, no one else saw Aslan. Only Lucy did. So, of course, everyone else was like, Oh, you're delusional, whatever. You know? Oh, it could have been. Except for Edmund, yes, because of because of the second book, um, *Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe*, in which he he was such a, a beast, as the book said, um, to Lucy. He remembered that and was like, "No, we should listen this time. She was right before. <laughs> let's let's follow." Yeah. But it didn't work out that way. They all took a vote, and they voted to walk down. Well, what are you supposed to do? Everyone else decided to go down. I guess I'm supposed to follow. So, Lucy, then, in this chapter, chapter 10, meets Aslan. And I wanted to go over the whole interaction. Because the interaction is very funny. Because Aslan doesn't talk. <laughs> and it says... Uh, for a time, she was so happy that she did not want to speak. But Aslan spoke. Lucy, he said, we must not lie here for long. You have work in hand and much time has been lost today. Uh, yes, wasn't it a shame, said Lucy. I saw, I saw you all right. They wouldn't believe me. They also... From somewhere deep inside Aslan's body, there came the fa faintest suggestion of a growl. I'm sorry, said Lucy, who understood some of his moods. I didn't mean to start slanging the others. 
But it wasn't my fault, anyway, anyway, was it? The lion looked straight into her eyes. Oh, Aslan, said Lucy, you don't mean it was. How could I, how could I, I couldn't have left the, the others and come up to you alone. How could I? Don't look at me like that. Oh, well, I suppose I could. Yes, and it what, wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been alone. I know not if I was with you, but what would have been the good? Aslan said nothing. You mean, said Lucy rather faintly, that it would have turned out all right, somehow? But how? Please, Aslan, I am not to know? So the whole interaction was Lucy, in a sense, reflecting back on her own actions and realizing she was wrong. And I wanted to put this to the Romans verse that we discussed when we were talking about the verse of the week and partly the verse of the week, but that let God be true and everyone else and every man a liar. So that Aslan told her to go to do, but everyone else decided to do something different. Should she follow Mm. them or follow Aslan? Mm. And it would seem not during the moment that it was a wrong decision for her, but self-reflecting the fact that she should have followed and she wouldn't have been alone and it would have been fine. And that while the plans of God may not make sense to us, they work. Because it is God who created them. They mm. do not make sense to our human logic to say that um, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about mon- monetary possessions, the clothing that you shall wear, all these things. But, but that's the way of life. You have to worry about those things. Right. God says seek ye first. So, in a sense, the same thing. Follow God. Don't follow your own heart. Don't follow your own heart. But don't follow others either. Mm. Follow God. Yeah. Dude, we are out of time, but that was phenomenal. <clears throat> Great way. <clears throat> excuse me. Great way to wrap up this episode. I uh, hope you all in the audience appreciated um, this. If you enjoyed our comments, our commentary, uh, or if you just want to send us an email with some information, topic ideas, new books you want us to go through, anything, send it our way, trdshow at protonmail.com. Check out our show website, trdshow.net. If you have yet to use our series feature, you really should you should start that today. It's not too late. Because you can go to trdshow.net and use that feature for free. We don't, we don't, we make no money when you use this feature. It's just a tool for you to use. And um, I, I mean, it would just be so nice to know that people are getting some value out of that. So <laughs> trdshow.net is where you can go to do just that. We're looking forward to seeing you on Friday. We're going to be back with a brand new discussion topic like we do every week this week. Uh, I, I tried some alliteration. We're calling this Courage and Consolation for the cudgeled Christian. If you want to know what that is, you have to tune in Friday. And remember everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm.